Oh man, this is uh, I'm sending Conrad a file, and I'm sad about it already. Yeah, yeah. Is it Princess Di's funeral? Because that makes me sad. <laughs> it isn't. I mean, I say it makes me sad. They had the Back to the Future cartoon on the other channel, so it was actually a pretty good day. <laughs> like back to back, folks. Back to back. <laughs> To the future cartoon, actually, like that. Oh, all day long. Did you flip around between the two? Well, you know, you turn over, don't you, for Candle in the Wind? If Elton's (laughs) playing his hits, you're going to tune in for the hits. People are are loving the hits. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're loving the hits, not so much loving the death of the Queen of Hearts. I think we're allowed to joke about it now. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting <laughs> until 2021. This is when it happens at last. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Hey, right, be right back. You can start if you want, even. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm going to go get my water, right? What? Voice? Yes. Whatever you want, free space. Free space. Free space. Yeah, I'll be back in a sec to talk about them. So we just started, we synced up, and then then they leave? Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this feels so you've you've, you've so, caught it. It feels so on brand. We were we were talking about Princess Diana and Yeah, it felt like a real episode and then we started recording. <laughs> our style yeah we are good at this we undermine all your expectations for what podcast entertainment can be i was thinking long and hard about how people become fans of other people and what that means i think it means that they put up with a bunch of bs and (laughs) just like them anyway they tolerate all of the things that are inherently unlikable about that person (laughs) for reasons that are unclear and allow them to continue to you know exist within society i i see that yeah 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 and i don't think oh hey what are you talking about we're talking about fandoms and how fandoms fandoms not phantoms not phantoms Oh, but now that you've introduced the concept. Oh, a fandom? Oh, are you into fandom or not? I'm not into doms. Do you want us to dress you up like a ring wraith and give you a strap on? You'll, you'll find the one ring. It is a bumhole, Jonathan. That's the point of what I just said there. Us ring. All right. Dun-dun. And that's enough rush for today. You'll spoil your dinner. That was just that one. That was two cords of rush. You suddenly did with your mouth. Dun, dun. Yeah, it's a snack. Or, or you'll ruin your dinner. It's all saints tonight. In this in this scenario, I've introduced the concept of eating music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, just so that we're all on the same page. I was terrified. Like, oh, Conrad or Jonathan might not know that I've introduced the concept of eating music. They might not be up to date on the law. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm trying to follow along. You're, you're already in rare form. This is mm. a lot of fun. We were talking about Princess Die before, and I was about to say something. <laughs> 
bad. I wasn't laughing just at Princess Diana. It was just <laughs> maybe you were. Wait. You were about to say something bad about Princess Diana. <gasps> no, not about Princess she Diana. She is a saint. I'm here for this. Didn't you call her the Nixon of royalty? No. The Mixon? Nixon. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, the Nixon. I thought it was a Mixon. Like it was, you know, like Charles was just going along uh, a <laughs> frozen yogurt bar selecting. <gasps> Whoa. Now that is... Maybe disrespectful. Jonathan, why did you say that? <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm uh, just Mick- saying you, you say that the royal family, including the Queen, get on their hands and knees and then have yogurt sprayed <laughs> on them and it goes all in the back divot, all in the back gully. And then they introduce uh, like the common folk to come and eat it with spoons. I, silver ones that they're not allowed to take home. I, These are specifically like very underprivileged, very poor people. And they have them come in to eat yogurt off their backs and then send them home with nothing. <laughs> Just the yogurt. It's its own reward, they say, and they're getting off on it. And this is everything you've said. This is the Queen. This is Charles. This is, uh, what's her name? Fraggy? Yeah, Fraggy. <laughs> Fraggy. Yeah. I, don't, I can't keep them straight. Everyone loves Fraggy. <laughs> that was the, 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 it's. Come uh, to Fraggy Rock. <laughs> that's something, the one. something. Because after Diana died, Charles yeah. married somebody else, like Murky. Mm. Is it Murky? No, it's Camilla Parker Bowles. Oh. I mean, I prefer Murky. I thought it was Murky. Yeah, I prefer Murky. Murky Merkin. <laughs> Wearing a jerkin. <laughs> Listening to Rush, ruining her dinner. It's a snack. She, she can eat Yeah. Music. Yeah. You just want a couple chords because it's such a rich meal. <laughs> it's high caloric content. Oh, big time. Yeah. Nutritious though. Oh, the caloric content is so high. So I was talking about how when uh, mm. people are fans of people, they put up with them. Yeah. And there's a lot of fans of the royals. That's sort of how royalty in the modern day works. It's just everyone's a fan. They decide they'll put up with you and like you no matter what you do, no matter how unspectacular, how normal, even boring. Like I've listened to the royals talk. It's not exciting. Oh, yeah. They've got no charisma. No. They they didn't get where they are today by being... Well, talented. <laughs> well, I mean... They don't have basic skills, Jonathan. <laughs> They've got fewer basic life skills than I do. And I'm afraid to learn things. The concept of education scares me. Why not at this point? Well, that's a whole other topic. I uh, actually just talked to a video game developer about how yeah. schools are built in the same structure as prisons. So you're trapped and you have to fall in line. Well, when you go and visit them, Jonathan, I'll certainly say that you arrest the audience's attention. When I visit schools. Oh, yeah. Especially when you start touring high schools in, oh, let's say Boston. (laughs) Touring the high schools to basically talk about safe sex. (laughs) Doesn't sound... Oh, you're dressed as a mascot. Uh, what, what, what is it? Is it a dog? Is it a frog? Is it a... It's a hedgehog. It's a popular... It is it's a hedgehog. A po- yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? High schoolers, what do they like? As far as I can tell, hunting vampires and video games. <laughs> I don't know a lot about the youth, mm. but I mean, I think that's what... It, Buffy's set in a high school, so I'm assuming a lot of it's sort of relatable. To to the kids? Yeah. 
Scooby-Doo, I think they're also around that age. They like Scooby-Doo? Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of monster hunting teenagers in high school. I think there's a Velma and Daphne movie where they're in high school and they okay. fight the undead. Hey, kids! Whoa. Don't forget to chili dog! <laughs> That's how you, you kick it off. You blow. I, I, I haven't told you that. We've got, we've got all the high schoolers in their seats, right? To be honest... They're bored and a little bit rowdy. It's a roughen as far as schools go. Uh huh. It's already rough. It's like the school I went to, but even rougher because there are some knives there. We only had a couple. This school has oof, double digits. Have you ever seen? Uh, there's a, a classic film starring John Lovitz called High School High. Yeah. Where John Lovitz gets high at high school, which you will be, Jonathan. We'll fill you full of mushrooms because that's what Sonic eats. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. Although for legal reasons, you're called So Dunk. Because so, I'm So Dunk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what all the kids are saying now. Oh, man, that is So Dunk. <laughs> that is So Dunk. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. And. You know what they also say? They say, oh. Broheim. They say Broheim, right? And then they say, oh, that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre played backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little too referential. I always just said off the hook. I worry about this generation and the influence that our nostalgia grasping for uh, two generations of culture has been. Like, are they going to have any original ideas of their own? I don't know. I can't tell. And I say that a lot. And then people say, well, everything you liked was just basically 50s rock and roll, but with synthesizers on it, like it's always. <laughs> that is a great description of a lot of the music I like. Oh, it's 100% true. <laughs> it's pretty mean. But I, I, I just caught that what you were saying, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Backwards is when they take the teenagers off of the hook. It's off the hook, yeah. It was a very good <laughs> joke that, to be honest, I expected more of a reaction to, as in a reaction. <laughs> I reacted. I, I brought it back even. That's how much of a fan I am. Yeah, you did bring it back. That's something else they say. They say, bring it back for, for good. Is that what they say? <laughs> I want you back for good? No, they say bring it back for good. They haven't listened to the song. I told them. I've said, fucking listen to it. Whatever it is. And they go, shut up. They don't like higher registers, Zoomers. They like to keep it low. They like Rawhide as a song. <laughs> Get them up, move them out. Yeah. That's not oh, true. God, yeah. The Zoomers now, how old are they? What, 20? 15? I think so. 10? Yeah, they were born in... Um... 1991. 1991. Or, I'm sorry, 2001. 2001. 2001. Yeah. That's a very yeah, that's big difference. Born. I was about to make a joke about how, oh, that's not that long ago. I'm not that old. But now that you've said 2001, that's not that long ago and I'm not that old. No, no. That was yesterday. My girlfriend shared a meme with me yesterday that indicated, oh, right, they no longer have to check my driver's license and actually look at the year any oh. longer to know if I'm of age. They just have to see the 19. Right. And that's... Oh, fuck. Even that's not going to last too long. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, some of my colleagues at some of the outlets I write for, some of them were 10 when I first started writing because um, they're 22 and it was 12 years ago. 
And I'm 44 and they're 22. So they're literally half my age. I could easily be their dad. It's not like, oh, I could have been your teen dad. It's like I could have been your normal dad. Now. They're coming for everything we have, which, well, generationally is nothing. It's true, because we weren't allowed to have anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They can take they can take my video game writing jobs if they want. Instead of like billions of dollars, we can't have that. So it's, you know, Mighty Max playsets as we chase it as I chase my youth. <laughs> yeah. This is what we're gonna leave our children. That's fantastic. Yeah, a bunch of Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have any money, but I've got a shitload of incredible crash dummies. <laughs> It's funny because it's true. So way, 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 way back, I was going to say the thing that's bad. And I'm going to say it now. I'm holding on yes, to it. I'm I determined am. to say it even though it's bad. So bring it back for good. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's good. So recently a guy found a bunch of shrimp tails in his cereal box. I did hear about this. One of my favorite cartoons. <laughs> shrimp tails. Shrimp tails. It's about shrimp. <laughs> Is it a real cartoon? No, heavens no. <laughs> I believe that. That would be untenable. I thought it was like DuckTales, except they were all cartoon shrimp. Just No, no, it, it would be indefensibly bad. No one wants to watch cartoons about shrimp. Whoa. They mostly just sit about. It was a boring cartoon. Yeah, and they've got poop that you can see from the outside. Yeah, yeah. that was lovingly rendered in the cartoon. I think the whole point was to like smuggle shit on screen, and and the, like the leader of the shrimpos was called Smuggle Shit, Papa Smuggle Shit. Hello, I'm Papa Smuggle Shit. It's in my spine. Oh, Smuggle Shit, you don't have a spine. You just have a river of shit running down your back, and then it all comes out. And then he eats more sand. And says, oh, I'm filtering nutrients. <laughs> As I said, it was a shit cartoon. Anyway, the bad some... thing, let's bring it back for good. It's better, it's better than some <laughs> cartoons we grew up with. Yeah. I've been watching Defenders of the Earth lately. I always think about you. I think about you singing it. It is incomprehensible, random yeah. nonsense. I put one on a couple months ago. I, I couldn't follow it. Yeah, he's Ming is like, I'll kill these children. And he's just like <laughs> trying to shoot at kids. They're like, we gotta get away. And it's like 20 minutes of Ming just trying to murder children and at the end. Well, he is Ming the Merciless. Yeah. He didn't get that name by like giving kids pats on their head and, and an apple for teacher. But he is the leader, the ruler, the emperor of a mass intergalactic army slash nation. Yeah, and he has a really cool pet snake monster as well, if I recall. I think you're right. Was it purple? Or I can't remember. Purple, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he wants to just personally kill Flash Gordon's kids and yeah. some other people. With a knife. <laughs> at the end. At the end, they, they rescue the kids, but Mandrake says, I don't know who he really rescued. The children? <laughs> or Ming. And Ming is like, I'm all wet. They don't put him in jail or anything. <laughs> He's going to kill those children. And uh, and as kids, we were just supposed to watch that and be like, yeah, this is this is good. This makes sense. Yeah. The adults may kill us. It's fine. That's what we're learning. Oh, they will. Yeah. <laughs> then it turns out to be true. They have in droves. <laughs> like, that's what they've been trying to warn children about in these shows for years, yeah. is that the old are going to destroy you if you let them. I guess so. Mm -hmm. And you must 
just rise above. Well, we won't. No, 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 no. We're not going to destroy the next generation. Well, we were a bunch of dumb kids. We didn't get the message. Like, we were idiots. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting we're getting killed off all the time. The only thing we're going to do with the kids is like lie on our deathbeds. And with the last of our strength, press into their hands at Defenders of the Earth VHS. <laughs> Take care of it, little Otto. Take care. The kid's called Otto. It's all we have. It's all we have, Otto. In this one, Ming uses a laser. There was one where he melted people into all, like, physical gibberish. Wow, really? Yeah, it, f it fucked me up. <laughs> but then a Viscount ad came on the TV, so I was like, oh, I might eat a mint Viscount. <laughs> you were fine. You were fine in the end. I'm not fine in the end as long as I'm munching on a Viscount in every sense. of I'm going to fuck a Viscount. I don't you, know if people Jonathan, know what Viscount is. What's Vi it's, that's an English thing, I think. It's some posh idiot <laughs> it's an idiot or it's a mint or it's both yeah we've been talking a lot about death today jonathan yeah we're all on the verge of it at this point i think it's creeping up i may be yeah yeah sure we are but battered husks mm-hmm that's right yeah and yet we show up with vim and vigor energy for each other energy for the listeners we don't have vim and vigor we don't we have venom toys from mask to give our kids <laughs> Take this Miles Mayhem, little Otto. <laughs> he hasn't got his original mask. It's why I only picked it up for $300. By that point, inflation's just got ridiculous. They're extremely, they're pretty expensive now. Oh, yeah. I just saw, I legitimately, I just saw one single monster in my pocket go for 300 bucks. Wow. Really? Because it was cyan. <laughs> cyan Cyclops. Apparently... Yeah. One arcade in New Jersey had a bunch of cyan monsters in my pockets. And, like, despite them being a whole worldwide thing, and people are silly on them. Wow. And 300 uh -huh. bucks for a single monster in my pocket. I've never... Sp I, uh, it's like NFTs, kind of. It's this whole... Because it is not like other things, even though it is, but someone said it's not. Like shiny Pokemon, like like the rest, it's it it makes people feel like it's got value because of its rarity. Yeah. Well, we all decide our own value, mm. and a bunch of dickheads <laughs> decided to value labor that they never originally paid for. Ah, well, it's nice of them uh, to finally decide to value it in some fashion. <laughs> although, oh, sorta. do you see the system? We just tore down. <laughs> <laughs> we won. Yeah, it's rubble now. We did it. We're kicking the detritus of capitalism and it's going, oh, stop kicking me in the detritus. We say we kick <laughs> you where we like. You've been toppled, mate. That's the problem when you topple a regime is when you get smug about it. Oh, fuck you, regime. And the regime's like, yeah, I said I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, we said we forgive you, but we lied. <laughs> In a way, that's worse than a despotic regime is is saying you forgive someone and not meaning it. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's, not worse. that's not worse. Well, than... I mean, if if you ask the makers of Bioshock, they might find some way to equivocate. That they have made some equivocations for Just, sure. You around. know, hmm, uh, in you... a way, 
<laughs> that's what that dot, series dot, should. Dot. That's what that series should have been called. Yeah, in a way, racism is the same as shooting monsters, or in a way, an underground or underwater palace of fascism is the same as just being yeah. a bad parent or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Big yeah. daddies. Yeah, free healthcare is the same as doing a shit down a street drain. <laughs> And which is something smuggle shit, the shrimp. Yeah. Is is big oh, <laughs> I'm spraying me silt. <laughs> I think it's mostly just silt and sea filth in there. Oh, suck down my sea filth. <laughs> I'm Papa Smuggle Shit. My poop's in me back. It'd be a good kid's toy. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean, you know, that would have been something to have left the Zoomers. It it, it, it makes as much sense as, what's that horrible Harry? What's that toy you have? He's like, his eyeballs horrible coming Horrible Harry. That'd be a, like a genuinely, I'm surprised that wasn't a name for like an 80s, 90s grossed out toy. Yeah, there was a lot horrible of just Harry. F- slime and ooze coming out. My, my five-year-old oh, son yeah. loves being like, you know what your new name is? poop head i'm like what do you mean it's like poop head what's up i'm like why are you doing that they love thinking about people eating poop and getting poop on their heads and being made of poop he goes on and on about it he thinks it's hilarious it's inappropriateness yeah it'd be weird if adults did any of that yep sure it'd be strange (laughs) yeah it's it's something we all have in us so i never got to this i'm really gonna get to it now i think so there was this guy who found shrimp tails in his cinnamon crunch cereal? And I believe his name is like Fish Fishnell or a carp. <laughs> and he married somebody Fishnel named Fishnell. Carp. Well, yeah, his his wife is named Fishnell Carp, I think. And okay. she played Topanga, who is a love interest on a show from the 90s, I think. Boy Meets World. And then they came back to it with Girl Meets World about the boys. Anyway, it was weird that they had fish and carp in their names and they found sea life in their their cereal. And then it turned out the guy is like a terrible sex pest and uh, sociopath and uh, has tortured people emotionally for years. And now everyone hates him, which is fair. But I was struck by, wow, yet again, the name they were given ends up being linked to the thing they're most well known for. Mm -hmm. And Princess Di. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's nobody talks about any of the stuff she did other than. Yeah, you're fact. right. Nobody talks about all of her work around landmines. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I don't talk about it. Maybe maybe other people are. But every did time a lot of good. she comes up in my life, it's like, oh, remember when she died? That was so sad. It, it happens a lot. I want to make a database, actually. This is probably my claim to fame. All the times that somebody was named at first for the thing that they later became most famous for Ray Nagin was the mayor of uh, New Orleans during Katrina. Oh, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. Did he make promises he didn't keep? <laughs> I, think, I think he did. But Ray, was Ray Nagin. Nagin. Ray Nagin, huh? rain again. It's the same. It, it rained again. Oh, Ray you Nagin. see, I, 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 I reneging. I, oh, reneging, yeah. that too. Oh, That's it's like good. a Pokemon with a double name. It's like Squirtle. He's a reneging rain again, rain nagin. It's unbelievable. It's it happens all the time. Bear in mind, though, despite reneging being the better pun than rain again, that's yeah. true. Pokemon would use the rain again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. So yeah, 
It was inappropriate, though, for me to make light of the death of the princess. Yeah, and so long as you say that after you say anything, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, as long as you say it was it was wrong for me to make that joke. I'm no longer the person who would make that joke. I've lived and learned. I'm sorry. I mean, you did, though. You've done a lot of growing in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. It's 10 seconds. Yeah. I would never do that. I again. mean, so long as we just, if we if we adopt a Catholic model, you'll get the forgiveness by just saying so. Now, y- you said 10 seconds, and I had said 10 minutes, and there you go. That's just indicative of the public's ability to, when it's someone that they love, to forget about all of their faults almost immediately and push them back in their yeah. mind. I already thought it had happened so long ago <laughs> that it wasn't really relevant to the conversation, like a person on Twitter pointing out that, oh, they said that four years ago, obviously. Fandoms are weird. Yes, fandoms are weird. We did it. We solved the internet and we're done. Done talking. <laughs> <laughs> We did solve the the internet, thank fucking Christ. It needed work. Yeah. I've solved another thing as well. Oh, what's that? Not enough Willem Dafoe films. Oh. Not enough Willem Dafoe movies. Love them. Mmm. I've got a fucking idea for you this this week. <laughs> like the other weeks. Oh yeah. This is this is an actual this is a formed idea. Whoa. Yeah. So it's called being John Mascot Fitch. <laughs> Boy. All right. Willem Dafoe plays a down and out high school dropout. He has just dropped out. I've just dropped out of high school. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like 68 now, right? Yeah. I, ju- I just dropped out of high school because I couldn't do my lessons. Didn't wanna. Don't care. But. Now I need money. What do I... What does a high school dropout do? (gasps) Of course, I become a theme park mascot. Yeah, clearly. Right? What? That tracks. Now, in the pandemic? When Mm -hmm. was this made? Yeah, it's it's set in 2020, specifically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So he goes up to the local theme park called uh, Getting Crunk. It's named after the. It's named. It's like Walt Disney, like Disneyland, Crunk Island. Uh, it's named after Doctor Getting Crunk. Crazy drunk is what that stands for, I think. Well, I mean, that was the thing. Is Doctor Getting Crunk was high and on booze all the time, uh, and performed surgeries that way. And like you said earlier, like the name is also what he became famous for. So he was named, his parents were Ethel and George Crunk. Crunk, Crunk, Yes. And he got really drunk and really stoned, and then he stole a pancreas. (laughs) (laughs) And then then people said, this guy, we're huge fans. We we forgive and forget. And why not theme a amusement park <laughs> around him? And yeah, it was a success. Exactly. Oh, I'm glad you're picking it all up. Yeah. It's me, Dr. Getting Crunk. Played by Charles Dance, of course. Of course. Yeah. Welcome to Crunk Island, where all your dreams come true if they involve rides. The ones we have. How may I help you during these uncertain times? I need a job. Well, your resume checks out. <laughs> How would you like to be a park mascot? Yeah, that's exactly what I was here for. Well, there's your suit. 
Terrifying. Woo! He seems on the level. I don't don't trust him at all. So it's over there. It's a bear and it's blue. (laughs) Blue balls the bear. (laughs) You're just talking about me being a blue mascot. This is is somewhat derivative. It's it's a blue episode. (laughs) This is our blue period. It is. Yeah, this is our blue times. All right? Sure. It's all right. What I did there will make sense later. Um, So, anyway, it's this big blue bear costume. Looks sad. It's a depressed bear. That's like Ah. the gimmick. Mm. There's a happy goose as well, but apparently Sharon works that on Fridays. Sharon works the goose on Fridays. Is that a euphemism? Oh, yes. <laughs> now take that suit and get out of here while I beat my goose. <laughs> That's not even subtle. Gets out a baseball bat, just smashes the fuck out of the goose costume. And you think you can just faintly hear... Wow. Like that. Wow. Yeah. Terrifying. Dr. Getting Crunk is the new... Horror doctor of the of the twenty first century, I think, with that century. Right? Oh yeah, he's basically the ice cream man played by Clint Howard, except without you know personally owning a large collection of Nazi memorabilia. Exactly. I I mean, well, we can't speak for Charles Dance. That's true. Charles Dance. He Dan's may. Might. He might. <laughs> we don't want to slander the man. He may. <laughs> he reminds me of Jeffrey Jones, who is now oh. persona non grata. He's sorted to me the English less. Evil in real life, but even more evil in his roles, uh, Jeffrey Jones. Maybe he's not evil at all. I shouldn't have said that. Okay, let's get my mascot suit on. Uh-oh. That's a bit like Bane. Time to parade around the theme park. He does a little jig, sort of arms waving in the air, dancing about, and then just hears in the distance... You're supposed to be fucking depressed! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Staggers into the bar, gets absolutely plastered, right? Neck in boots, but because he's got to stay in character, the best he can do is, like, take the pint glass and stick it to the front of the face, then tip it up and just hold it there till it soaks through, and then he can suck it off the inside. (laughs) It's taken a long time to get drunk sucking it from the inside, and that's a euphemism. (laughs) Way in the distance? Doctor Doctor Getting Crunk is he <laughs> sees all, he hears all, he's there. He no, 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 no. Um Willem Dafoe is just very easily influenced. <laughs> Didn't even mean to do it on set. Like I literally mean Willem Dafoe is easily influenced. Charles Dance laughed. Willem Dafoe laughs. The same laugh now. Wow, he's a chameleon. It's Willem C. Willem do. <laughs> I did not know that about Willem after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. No one does. No one cares. Jonathan. (laughs) Ah, what a hard day. What a hard day parading around an abandoned theme park during a quarantine. At least I had a mask on. (laughs) I won't do that bit again. So he goes home. 
He gets to take the suit. Well, he's got to clean it. It reeks. It reeks of alcohol and cigarettes. And he's got to wash it for the next day because it's encouraged. Blue Ball's the bear, depressed. (laughs) Smells of cigarettes and alcohol. But, oh, that suit hasn't been washed in a couple weeks. So he's got to smell just enough of those toxic Yeah, like it gets another couple days and he'd pass out in there. But I don't need to pass out in there. I have a bed. And he goes really up close to the camera there. like, And he's so <laughs> proud of it. But like, he's got like a dry sticky mouth. So he goes right up to the camera. Dude. I've got a bed. <laughs> <laughs> he enhances it. He really milks it. And after he milks it, he goes to bed. It helps him sleep. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning and he like he looks haggard. He looks like shit. He's got like some bruises on him. Like he looks like he's fallen over, like down from a height. He, he gets up just, oh, I feel like shit. I feel like, I feel like I belong down the back of a shrimp. I feel absolutely fucking awful. I feel like the waste. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I want breakfast, but it hurts too much. It'll be too much of a production. Oh, it's <laughs> the movie. I hope I didn't get the Rona from waking. Uh, so you're telling me this is one take <laughs> and the, the director on the set who's making the decisions about when to cut is just like keep rolling oh, rolling oh, rolling rolling gotta see where he, gotta see where he takes yeah us. that's one of the most emotional scenes is when he's going ah rolling ah well, you can actually hear the director they didn't cut his audio out it's still yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Snyder knows what Snyder wants. Oh, Zack Snyder made this film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a Snyder joint. I helped. I did the I did the periods at the end of the sentences. Right. He let me he let me like tap the typewriter. He and I wrote it, actually. So And he only he's quite controlling is my understanding. Controlling, possessive. Well, you see, the idea is this way Zach can come back and do it completely again and like tack on a bunch of shit and extend the running time and sell it again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Take out the periods and then make all the sentences longer. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just going to take out the periods and it's going to be a run on. Right. Mm. You know, and and when you get rid of the periods, you can just shove more sentences right in easily because there's none of those stopping points. Exactly. Why do I feel so bad? And why is there a great big pile of face masks on the floor? What is going on? There's a shortage. This is set during the early times of the quarantine. These things are more precious than gold. And if people see that I've been keeping a hoard of them, I'll be persona non grata. Like Jeremy Renner. And I knew it was wrong when I said, well, he's a bit. He's a bit. He's a bit. He's a bit. Yeah. Renner? Not to the degree of Jeffrey Jones, but he's a bit. <laughs> he's done some stuff, yeah. He said and done. I mean, just a bit. He's he's annoyed. People don't want to go to the pub with him. Yeah. And people won't want to go to the pub, well, at all during where this is set. Right. But certainly not with Willem Dafoe. 
They're not going to like share a drink through the partition wall. So that's the exact Renner level. Now that's a lot of effort to go to already, and for Jeremy Renner, eh. Ex- yeah, exactly. Ain't no one going to go to bat for that. Hello, it's me, your neighbour. It's played by Daniel Radcliffe, everyone's favourite. <laughs> Who doesn't love him? Exactly. It's me, Daniel Radcliffe. Do you want to drink some wine through the partition wall? Playing himself. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, you're playing someone else. What? What's that I smell? Through your door across the way. Because it's outside. I smell face masks. A whole pile of them. Oh. Oh, it must be between 50 and 65. Incredible nose. No drinks through the partition wall for you. Order. So he goes back to, to his apartment and, oh, I've lost a friend, but why? And then in the corner of the room, looking at him with a smile, is Blue Bulls the depressed bear. Oh, shit. What? Just the mascot suit, motionless, but just looking at him. Oh. Yeah. He goes back to work the next day. He puts it on. He goes back to work the next day, just... Just, just absolutely necking that booze. Um, oh, it's, it's a much better day working today. I can't smell any cum in here. That's a big up, yeah. It's a bonus. Yeah, yeah. What, would it be a bonus, though? I mean, you'd think it'd be less bonus. <laughs> well, something, something boner. <laughs> so, but he's the the point of the what we're trying to find out in the story here is that he's in a better mood now. He's cheered up, right? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's had a better day at work. Yeah, that's the. He's had a better day at work. He's dumped the face masks. He's just dumped them. What? <laughs> oh yeah, he took them to a ravine. <laughs> he's like hauling this big trash bag, and he's got to avoid people on the way. Just you know, Brendan Fraser's running a pie and mash shop. Just oh. Oh, I see a working by with a bin bag. It's not full of face masks, is it? Oh, heavens no. I'm off to the ravine. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. That's how statements often work. People will be like, you're not doing the crime, are you? And they're like, heavens no. I've got a gun. Yeah, it's if like, they've got enough money, they'll be believed. But it's not. And Willem Dafoe's got a couple quid. But it's. They're unrelated statements. He's saying, I'm going to the ravine. That doesn't mean he's not doing the, the crime thing. He's just doing it at the ravine. He just. What's a smoking mirror? Let a criminal deal. go to the ravine. Come on. Please. Come on. <laughs> it's innocent child's play. So anyway, he's dumped him down a ravine. He's had a good day. He's, take, he's gone back home. He's washed the suit. He's gone to bed. He wakes up the next morning. Ah! Oh, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And what's this on the floor now? Oh, I can't believe it. It's a pile of original G1 Megatrons. I was gonna leave Mizuma kids. <laughs> Looks at the camera. It's all we millennials have. Commentary, you see. Mm-hmm. Right there, and in the corner, looking at him. With a smile on its face. Oh no. It's it's Blue Bulls the depressed bear. Oh. Yeah. He knows. The smile's wider now. Oh. And it stays on with the film. Goes to work, gets drunk, goes home, washes the suit, goes to bed. Ah 
This time it's all the toothpaste in the apartment building and you can hear outside, there's my second toothpaste. Like the ravine is is full. As as the film like goes towards the end of its conclusion, like the smile on the bear's face is about a foot wide and the ravine is full of diapers. It's full it's it's full of a lot of crucial medical supplies. And Megatrons. And yeah, the, and Megatrons. It, I mean, he says he was going to leave it to his kids, I've just realised. They're his Megatrons, but they're on the floor. Um, you know, oh, they were all mint in bucks. No good now. <laughs> in the ravine they go. These are the ones that turn into the Walther PPKs. Um, so anyway, he's gotten a bit sick of this. It's gone on months. I've had about enough of this. So he, he knocks on the door of, of Dr. Gettenkronk. Just, hello, come on in. I suppose you want to talk about your mascot suit. It's been a few months. Yeah, I've got a strong suspicion that when I'm asleep, the mascot puts itself on me and makes me do crimes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Oh, yeah, no... No mystery there. See you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, so long as I know. <laughs> to be honest, I've lost about 20 pounds taking these trips to the ravine and back. Well, Defoe's already not a big man, so now he's like a literal <laughs> skeleton. He's just this demonic, evil, uh, in appearance, present, yet still very pleasant and rolling with the punches. Yeah, and that's strange. Because he seems to have lost a bit more than 20. <laughs> and when you say skeleton, he does start to, like, he's looking skeletal. You can see areas where some bones sort of, like, coming out a bit. So anyway, back on with the suit, goes around and just says, Ooh, you lost a lot more than 20 pounds, you know. What the hell was that? <gasps> Is it the suit? Oh, it's me. Oh the one you're inside. <laughs> oh, chilling. Oh, God. It's sapient as well. This is a bit of an issue. <laughs> oh, it's more of an issue, you think? My lovely mm, skeleton. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> you see, you gave me an idea, Jonathan. I was... I was just going to have the next bit happen. Anyway, <laughs> I've committed the crimes. Now it's time for dinner. Oh, what's... Oh, what the... What's going on? My feet hurt. Oh, oh no, my feet are gone. What? Only the bones are there. Oh, no. And these bones are my own. <laughs> I'm being eaten alive. Digested inside the belly of the beast. The belly of Blue Balls the Bear. And when I have my own skeleton, I'll never be sad again. I'll drink the booze this time. I'll snort the cocaine. They did the monster mash. I will do the monster mash. And we will do the time warp again. 
<laughs> Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. The credits kick in. Mm. <laughs> That's how it ends. That <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a time warp monster mash <laughs> reference yeah. and then the song it turns out that the Rocky Horror Picture Show and being John Mascotvich are like they take place in the same cinematic universe as the other one that we were talking about yeah there's a few we were talking I've about forgotten. and that song Blue Double D Double Do Blue Double D Double Do yeah the little uh frankly unappealing uh, CGI aliens in the music video that like that whole music video is canon to to the rocky verse <laughs> which conrad's an expert on i've learned more about the rocky verse from conrad than anyone else well you know it's it, the thing is richard o'brien really can't like claim to any creative talent or vision any longer so it's just been taken from him <laughs> yeah we yeah, have to just seized <laughs> <laughs> seeds, seed it, seize it, Jonathan. We seized the day. We, yeah, we seized the Rocky verse. We seized the means of Rocky Horror Picture Show. We yeah, we seized <laughs> the means of an off-Broadway production, <laughs> which is going to be this now. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna t- we basically we've seized the Rocky Horror Picture Show and we're gonna take it off-Broadway. We're gonna do off-Broadway with it. So far off-Broadway. Yeah, very far away, Boston to be precise. <laughs> You can be Frank and Furter, Jonathan. I'll be Riff Ruff because I can do the voice. You've arrived on a rather special night. Close enough. I can be Riff Ruff because I have the body. Yeah. So, so you'll do the voice. I'll do the body. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, Basically. <laughs> Jonathan can be Brad and Janet. Both of them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're Brad, Janet, and Dr. Frank and Furter. <laughs> it, it makes Sweet, Van, uh, Sweet Transvestite a difficult song with a lot, a lot of, of running back and forth. <laughs> But don't worry, we'll stop the music and give you time yeah. to get across the stage. I mean, I thought I had a heck of a job with the time warp doing doing both the voice of Riff Raff and the dance moves of Columbia. I can't tap dance for shit. It's a learn. That is hard. But if we're stopping the music for me to run to the other side of the oh, stage. Yeah, we stop completely. <laughs> Let me show you a right. And then you immediately... <laughs> Just to do the B-roll of your reactions, but we want it in real time. Let me show you a rind and then it's enough. You'll spoil your dinner. It, it's, it's all me. It's, uh, it's it, all... Well, no, you're Brad Channing. <laughs> I've worked this out. Yeah, of course you have. I'm Columbia, the voice of Riff Raff. <laughs> but not Riff Raff. And then, yeah, and later on, I'm the body of Eddie and Conrad's the voice. Right. But I kind of like doing me- Meatloaf as well, so we both do the voice. It's kind of, it makes the song unlistenable. Well, you're you're doing young, talented Meatloaf. I'm, like, I'm doing old, out-of-breath Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> young, talented Meatloaf. It's disturbing. <laughs> it's the voice of Legion, but two people doing not-great Meatloaf impersonations. <laughs> I listened to a Meatloaf concert circa 2011 and <gasps> wasn't it long ago? Oh, how did he do? Oh, it was it was bad. It was bad. They, they were they filmed it in London and released it as a DVD. And they start with Paradise at the Dashboard Light, which is like right off the gate. It's like, all right, Meat, are you sure you can handle this? Yeah. And then immediately he goes from the wig and the, you know, open 
suit jacket and opera fluffy shirt to like Buffalo Bills jersey <laughs> and, and just just sort of panting <laughs> making his way around the stage. It was rough. Oh <laughs> like, mm. Are you sure you weren't watching my audition tape for Pop Idol? Because <laughs> I do remember my wig falling off and then me being very out of breath. It was... Oh, I felt for Meatloaf in that moment, but he's an arsehole. Man. Yeah, I've, I've, I have to imagine. There's something about yeah. him that just tells me he probably he probably is. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to say something slanderous about him, Jonathan, since he's an arsehole? About Meatloaf? Yeah, it's it's free space. I don't have any specifics. He, he, oh. he was in Spice World, and that was good. Uh-huh. He was in Fight Club. He did a good job. Actually, he was pretty good in Fight Club. He was. He was good in Fight Club. Yeah, he's not mm-hmm. a bad performer in terms of nah. showing up. I think the music isn't great. I'm not a fan of the music Whoa. of Meatloaf. Myself. What? Yeah. What? Whoa! Uh, hang on. What the fuck, Jonathan? You've no, had no, an no. opinion. You've come. You've come to the wrong place, motherfucker. Yeah. I'll tell uh, you a place he's gone to. There's a particular locker. <laughs> That's right. It's got hurt written on it. You can say what you will about Meatloaf mm. as a performer, whatever. And I liked Meatloaf as a, as a performer, as a person. Fuck him, but. <laughs> You do not say shit about the music he was singing circa Bad Out of Hell, Bad Out of Hell 2, uh, a couple of tracks here and there after that. A couple of tracks. Uh, absolutely nothing, I think, on... Uh, there, there, oh, God, there's this one really terrible... Anyway, we'll get, I'll, I'll play it for you. So sometimes it's okay to say... Yeah, you can, you, can, you can slander anything not written by Jim Steinman. Did Jim Steinman write, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that? He did. Yeah. Okay. He did. I'm just- <laughs> We'll give you slightly more leeway on the Velvet Underground, but mm, watch yourself. <laughs> Come on. We're compiling a list of, of musical artists you can't have a go at. Specifically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got another podcast where it's called The Worst Song on Earth, where I bring up songs that I think Yeah, I've listened to it, and, and I've thought to myself a couple times, mmm, heart locker. <laughs> Flung himself head first. Gotta be, gotta be honest. Yeah, the jock stuffed him in there. I was like, how do you not get the story of Usher's yeah? Yeah. That song right? is not, he's just talking about being at a club. Yes. Wanting to have sex with a stranger. Th- that's not that's a correct. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. That is the story. I was gripped. <laughs> I mean, I was gripping something thinking about all the sex. <laughs> yeah, I did do that song and I did... Hootie and the Blowfishes, I Only Want to Be With You, and yeah. some other songs. Uh, Eve Six, they did a song about a heart in a blender. And people have gotten really mad, not to just talk about this other show, but people get really, really mad at us. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah. That's a pretty good song. It's a damn good song. Yeah. Same guy. He, I'm not saying Jim Steinman is a bad songwriter. I'm saying No, that. no, he's a god. You are a fan, and that might cause you to <laughs> overlook some of the, the missteps. You it, is, it is some of the cheesiest, overdramatic, uh, just pretentious shit with pointless rock guitar that goes on entirely too long and is completely... And utterly riddled and and ruled by three things. Clichés, mm-hmm. the 1950s, <laughs> and Peter Pan. 
It's pretty weird. And it's pretty weird that it worked so well. I mean... It didn't just work well once. It worked well for a 30-year fucking career yeah, in music. Writing <laughs> pop songs that topped the charts for multiple artists. How? Yeah. It, it, He's it's... a god. Clearly <laughs> a god. And we never find out what he won't do when he says he won't do that, when he says he'll do anything. Yeah. And it's a cliche, but it's a nonsensical cliche. Yeah. No, he says, I'll never do it better than I do with you tonight. It was very famous when he went, but, uh, and that's all you're getting. (laughs) No, he literally says, I'll never do it better than I do it with you tonight. No way. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. What? Do it better than you. He yeah. just said it. I'll never do it better with you than I do it tonight. That's it. He said it. So he won't do sex as good? He's again? saying this is the best sex we're ever going to have. This is it. This is the end. After this, all fucking downhill. So the, that is more good sex that he won't do? Yeah. It's in the song. <laughs> okay, I've got to I've got to marinate. We're on never this going for... to have a more passionate moment than this one, so soak it in. That's the song. I'm gonna have to really soak that in and, and think about it because it still doesn't make any mm. sense to me. But your conviction is so powerful. You're so sure that that's what the that is that he won't do. I think it's based on the lyrical content. <laughs> but it's still... Con- Conrad's opinion of the meaning of the song. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense to me, and I'm not going to belabor it. Uh, it's turning into this other podcast. He said he'll do anything for love, but he won't be able to top what, you know, the boy He didn't thing. say I won't be able to, or I could no, never. No, he won't do it. Yeah. He said I no, won't. It... He's like making a choice to not have good sex again. It's... No, he's just... He's using he's, – he's gone from choice to inability as a form of, of poetry. Oh, no. He's, I'm sorry. And I need to correct myself. I'll never do it better than I do it with you. He's never going to have better sex than he does with this person. There we are. Yeah, he don't want to try that. He's saying, he's saying he'll do anything <laughs> for love but, but, you know, but betray you, essentially. Yeah, exactly. It's just I won't go boinking unless it's with you. So I want to have you both on this other show – where the theme, where people are going to come for this. They're going to be come running down the street when they hear that this episode I've tried is coming running. <laughs> Don't. I'm never invited to the fun run again. Sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. I won't do that. It's in the fucking song. <laughs> We're going to have to talk it out. I hope that you're, one or both of you is willing to be a guest on this other show, and I would gladly pick this song. I cannot it. fucking believe you. I would. I hate that song. I hate it. I've already said I'll go on that and that I've already got the song. I can't wait, really? That's so exciting. Yeah. You have committed. I told you more than once that that I'm going to have you listen to Pulp's Silence. Oh, that's right. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, the other people who do the show, they've been frankly reticent to have guests on because they're a little bit insane. <laughs> they're like, well, what if, what if we have guests on and it, it's it's just too much for our audience to handle or some nonsense. I'm like, let's have guests on. What the fuck? But that's how. <laughs> They're insane. That's how. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I've been doing podcasts for 10 years. Some of them successful. Some of them not. I just don't choose to do the successful things because I don't feel like it. But You won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> not that it would definitely work. But I don't even try to do the stuff, you know, form an audience and give them all a name like Parrot Heads or whatever. And, you know, subscribe and like and you know i don't really know yeah any podcast that would do that you would you almost immediately leave yeah but other people it works other people works for them but i know that having guests on that are very popular such as you two are helps people discover (laughs) your new show (laughs) 
and they're just like, I'm not sure if it's a good idea. You know, they're 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 great people, and we know that you vouch for them, but it might confuse the audience. And then I'm like, Are you clowns. So I'm a little mad at those uh, two guys. It's yeah, you don't grow the audience. I know. Then. I've been saying it to them for for weeks and weeks, but I think they're finally broken and are going to be willing to have guests on soon. And I would love the guests for it to be you two before. They also – then they'll probably just cancel the show after that. I'm like, we had guests on. I guess it's over. The audience is too confused. So you can kill this show. It'll be great. Okay. Well, now uh, – hang on. Now you're – now now I'm, now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Come on and kill it. I'd love you to do that. It would be great for me. I'm very bitter about this show that's taken you from us. That's true. We need to bring that the fuck down. <laughs> I've just what? I've I've done uh, the only time uh, I skip doing Start this giving show. You ideas of doing things that we're not involved in. I want you involved in all the things. It's my day job <laughs> that keeps me from recording this show as much as I want to. Yeah, I've already I've got issues to bring up with that as well. Is that right? Fucking working for a living. But my boss has actually been emailing me saying, "Can you can complete this attestation? It's a little bit late." So I'm 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 already getting in trouble with the the big boss. At the job as we speak, because I'm talking about the trouble I'm in with the boss as we speak on this podcast, uh, instead of just doing the thing I need to do to not be in trouble. It's not be in trouble. Mm. That's where I'm at. You'll end, you'll end up in the hurt lock over again. <laughs> so we should probably we should probably end. Do you feel well? We didn't really do many ideas to make you famous. There was almost we kind of started one. here and there, but then we got sidetracked because there was a lot of interesting things to talk. There about. was a really fun conversation. Yeah, and if there's anything people want to do to try to make me more famous, there's three things. One. I wrote about No More Heroes and No More Heroes 2 in the collector's editions of those games being put out by Limited Run. And in the No More Heroes essay, I made a reference to this very program that will now live on forever. People are going to be buying that collection, talking about that collection. It's going to be like those Megatrons that were in a pile. People are going to be trading that. It's going to go up in value. And they're going to have to crack it open and read a little bit about this show forever. I was so excited that I snuck that in there. Um, so buy that if you want a little piece of history. It's really expensive though, but it's going to be up to you. Now you know, and you can make choices from there. I'm also uh, talking to women about video games podcast is still going. More and more talk about this show on that. I think that it's just become a fan fan cast of this show. In some ways. <laughs> so that's fun. And uh, there's a new episode of that coming out next week. I said three things, right? Uh, oh yeah there's a new real world road rules challenge all-stars on paramount plus we got to find out how to bother those people i think if they get ten thousand emails asking me to be on that show they'll do it so that's the third thing then i'll feel famous I get guess. him on this I, i'm s why did you wait till now to oh next yeah. time i'm gonna have some <laughs> fucking words for paramount fucking plus if it's still around by then the show seems to be doing really well. There's a story in Newsweek about it. They're already talking about a season two and they're going to cast for it. Uh, no one has – there's been no reaching out to me. And I am no. the least – I'm not in great shape and I'm not competitive at all. And I also – You're perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
I would I would definitely be different than the other people on the You've show. You've kept your head down, your nose clean. Which is not easy when you keep your head down. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my nose is really runny right now, and I haven't got up to blow mm. it because it's uh, time, the time is a waste, and didn't want to waste it on blowing my nose during podcast time, but it, it's very disgusting right now, my nose. All right, well, en- enjoy work. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will well, not. Yes. Uh-huh. Talk to you all soon. Uh, bye. Bye. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. You've come to the wrong place, motherfucker.